glad you're here. And if you're visiting with us this morning, we extend a very special welcome to you. We make our, make our time together special. If you'll stand with me, please. We're going to begin our worship this morning with a word of prayer. Let's pray together. We now bow before our God and Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, and whom he has dominion. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in our innermost portion that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints all over the world what is the length, yes, and the width, yes, and the height, yes, and the depth, yes, of God's love. That's, and we may know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be and continue to be filled now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or even think according to the power that works in you to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever amen and amen Worship and give praise to Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. this song last week and I liked it so much well wait a minute we liked it so much that we wanted to bring it back to you this you know this morning but I want to show you I want to tell you why we wanted to bring this back to you in Ephesians chapter 2 uh, beginning with verse 11 Paul gives us these words it says, don't forget that you were Gentile, or that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You get this? You Gentiles used to be outsiders. Y'all used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens. No, yes, we were called uncircumcised heathens. By the Jews who were proud of their circumcision even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. We used to live apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in the world without God, and without hope but now you have been united in Christ 
once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ. We once were foreigners. We were Gentiles. But now we have been brought close to Christ because, or close to God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. This song is going to give you a couple of phrases that brings us in and connects us to this. It's going to say that we were beggars, but now we're royalty, right? We were beggars, but now because of Jesus Christ, we are royalty. It says we were prisoners, but now we have been set free and we can run freely, right? We were bound in sin. We were slaves to our sin, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we run freely today. So see, this song has some powerful words in there. Let's sing them as we mean it. Because we are set free. We are no longer Gentiles. We are royalty. Because of Jesus Christ and his blood that he has poured out for us. Amen. Sing it this morning, guys. Sing it. We worship the God who was, and we worship the God who is. We worship the God who was, we worship the God who is, we worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors, he parted the raging sea, my God, he holds the victory. There's joy. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We sing to the God. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause he rose up from that cross. Then he rose up from that grave. My God still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. Won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We were the beggars, and now we're royalty. But we were the prisoners, and now we're running free. We were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were the beggars. We were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. 
you can get what we're trying to say this morning for the joy and the joy that we have, we should be shouting out, we should be rejoicing for what he is and what he does for us continually. Because where would we be without his intervention in our lives? I don't know where I would be. I know I wouldn't be up here. I'd be playing this guitar for such other reasons. But I'm here to worship, and together we can worship and give praise. For he is our cornerstone. Let's worship together. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built. is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone. Christ alone. Darkness seems to hide his face. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor, my anchor holds within the veil.
is the cornerstone in which we will build our life upon. And we need him more and more. So let's continue to worship and praise that we need him ever so much in our lives. Lord, I come. Lord, I come. I confess. Bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. continue to play the altar is open this morning
if there's a need that you have in your heart, uh, you know, please come to the altar and lay it before God. If the Spirit is moving in you and you just need to come and say thank you, uh, you know, the altar is open for you as well. Whatever it would be, come and kneel before God. Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for today. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being here with us and for moving in our midst. We pray that you'll continue to move. And God, I pray that you would open up the hearts and the lives and the ears, dear Lord, for the people as your spirit, God, as he moves in our midst, that we would actually allow him to transform our lives. God, I pray, dear Lord, that you would have the remainder of this service and that you would bless it God as we have these that are at the, that is at the altar that's on their knees God and they're crying out to you God we know that the scripture tells us that you hear our cries and God the thing about that is is that you're the only one that can really take care of our burdens and our needs that we have and God we pray that as you hear those God that you would uh, you know, begin to work in each one of those things that's going on right now. God, I know that there's a, a couple that's here praying for their father. Uh, you know, God, that you would touch him. And God, we pray that you would be with Papa Dover. Uh, you know, God, that you would touch his body. And God, that you would heal him. Uh, you know, God, I pray that you would be with the others, dear Lord, that are here that might be struggling with something that's in their life or something that's going on. Whatever it would be, God, I pray that you would be with them. God, for those that just simply had a great week, God, that have made their way down to this altar just simply to thank you for what you have done, God, I pray that you would receive that as an incense unto you. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, because all that we do is for you and because of you. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we worship and we praise you today. And we thank you for all that you have done and all that you are going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to have to ask that the ushers would make their way forward. Ask David if he would lead us in prayer. And let's be mindful as the offering plate is passed in front of you. If God has blessed you and you can put money in there, say praise the Lord. If the offering plate passes in front of you and you were struggling this week and you don't have anything to put in there, say praise the Lord because we have breath. We thank Him and we praise Him for all that we have. Amen.
Amen. So how many of you watch the, great, the, the, the Deadliest Catch? You watch those? Yeah, I've watched. So not very many people watch that. Uh, you know, I used to watch it. I don't have internet now, so I can't get it. You know what? I, I said that for you, Ashley. The deadliest catch is these ships and these fishermen that are out there in the really cold, cold waters in there, and then they're catching Alaskan king crabs, right? These big, huge crabs. And it's really dangerous. The water's freezing cold. There's sometimes that you'll actually see the bridge of the, of, the, uh, of the ship and all the equipment and stuff is iced over from the waves splashing onto it and it's freezing as it's splashing on. Uh, you know, and I think about this, uh, you know, because whenever we are in this world, and of course the world that we live in today is really troubled, isn't it? So we're the little ship that's out there in that mighty ocean in this world. And all the things around us is beating on us and trying its best to sink us. Satan is doing everything that he can to keep us from reaching eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The world is bad. The world has been bad. And the world is going to continue to be bad. But... We worship and we praise the God that can make all go away. Right? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ walked upon the water in the midst of the storm and then he spoke for it to be still. And that's who we praise today. That's who we worship. But our lives are being tossed to and fro. I want you to see, so got an analogy for you today. Our lives, so we got good old wholesome whole milk here. I'm going to pour it into the bottle. So here, our lives is this milk that we got right here. So, you know, there we are. That's our life. And it's being tossed to and fro in the ship that it's in because of the evil and the bad that's in this world. We can't do anything about the world, but we can do what we can do with what the ship that we're in, right? We can take care of the ship that we're in. In Ephesians chapter 3, Paul begins a prayer. Now, this is the second prayer that Paul begins or Paul pre or prays for us in Ephesians. Remember, last week we went to chapter 3, verse 1, and it starts off for this reason. And then all of a sudden he stops and he goes down this rabbit trail because he wants to make sure that you understand what he talked to us about in chapter 2. And what he talked to us about in chapter 2 was the fact that we're no longer Gentiles, we're, we're no longer lost, but we're saved because of the blood of Jesus Christ that's been poured out uh, you know, upon us. We receive Jesus Christ as, as our Lord and Savior. Good old chocolate. Now, 
I know this really isn't that great of an illustration as far as Jesus Christ, but come on, you know, Hershey's chocolate syrup, how can you go wrong, right? We receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and Jesus lives in our lives. Amen? So Jesus is in our life. And Paul talks about that, how we are no longer separated. We are one with Christ, but we're also one with all the saints throughout all time. You and I are right there next to Abraham. Right there next to Paul. Last week we talked about Jesus' chipping away at us and removing the things that shouldn't be there so that we would be the rock that fits right there into the temple that he is building so that he would be able to reside within that temple. And that's of all the Christians that were before us and that's here now and the ones that are to come. We are all going to join together at one point in time Whenever Jesus, whenever God says enough is enough and he's going to come and he's going to get the church. And then we're going to be put side by side in there. Paul might be the rock that's next to you. Abraham might be that rock. Elijah might be that rock. I might be that rock. That's right there. Paul begins this prayer and then makes sure that we understand this. Who we are through him. And then he goes on and it's like here in verse 14, he's like, oh, wait a minute. Let me get back to this prayer. And he goes back and he says, for this reason. For this reason. We go back and we see that for this reason, it's because of the salvation and the plan that God has for us. So he's going back to this and he says, for this reason, because of Jesus Christ and because of the salvation that you have through Jesus Christ, now I'm going to pray this. You got it? For this reason. And then we get this picture I kneel before the Father. It's not some almighty and haughty prayer that's spoken with just the right words at just the right elegantness, right? He says, My Father. Jesus taught us to pray. To the Father. The translation here would actually be Abba, Father. As in this closeness that we have with God through Jesus Christ. But he does something. He kneels. There's something about this. Whenever we kneel before God, we come to this position Not because of who we are, but because of who He is. I am low before you, God. I humble myself before you. 
we find in their passage of Scripture that there's different ways of praying. After all, whenever David was praying to build the temple, he went and sat at the altar before God. He just came in and sat right down. Abba, Father, here I am. And from there he goes on, and let's get this. I'm moving around, Jackie, catch up with me. He goes, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derive their name, its name. I pray out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with the power through His Spirit in the inner being. I want you to see this. He says in the inner being. Now, whenever we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, just as we had, the syrup goes in, we receive the Holy Spirit, right? Paul is not talking about the new beginning. Whenever we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are new creatures. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the inner being as in the center of me, as in the heart of me, that God would come and reside or the Holy Spirit would come and reside within me. I want you to see this. We have the Holy Spirit in us. It's at the bottom. Place it down. Now the Holy Spirit has a hold of us. See, until we get to the point in our hearts and lives that not only do we have the Holy Spirit in us, but the Holy Spirit now has us, we can now live the life that God read through and in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's what Paul's praying for. Do you get it? Paul's praying that we not only get the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit gets us and changes us, transforms us. We are no longer doing things because we want it. King me, I want this. I'm going to do this to make sure that I get this. You know, we all struggle with it. I can say as your pastor, there's, there's been things that's been going around in my life that God hit me upside the head this week with a two by four. And he's like, he's like, John, he's like, there's something in your words that's telling me that, that you're not doing everything for me. There, there's some things in your life that, that you want recognition for. Come on, guys. Come on, Al. A friend of mine puts it on Facebook. He says, come on, somebody. 
you know, we, we do. There's, there's times in our lives that we will do things wanting some type of reaction. That's King me saying, I'm going to do this so that I can get this. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says everything that I do is to bring glory to God. I don't care if my name is mentioned. I don't care if I get any accolades. Everything that I do, I do for God. It'd kind of be bad if we didn't get a paycheck every once in a while though, wouldn't it? But, but we do it for God. We, we work for God. For some of us, that should change the way that we work. I'm going to tell this on my dad because, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. But I was really shocked. I, I, you know, my dad was a, a pipe fitter, an instrument technician. Uh, you know, he built the... Uh, he did the instrument technician of the bare aspirin plant that's up in New York. But I was working at one of the paper mills that he was the supervisor over. I was just a lowly man. I had to put up insulation. I had to touch all those, those hot pipes and put insulation on and stuff. But anyway, I was walking to the, to the building because he had my lunch. And I'm walking down the road and I'm going to get the building and I hear my dad's voice. And it's saying a whole lot of words that I never ever heard my dad say before in my entire life. It was like there was another man on the other side of those pipes that was in between him and I. That's not God at work in our lives. We're, we're the same here as we are at work. At the age of 18, I was brave enough to point that out to my dad. How do you think that one went over? About the same way as us trying to convince or trying to convict our fellow friends, our brothers and sisters. Uh, there are some things that are right and some things that are wrong that we try to help them with. But whenever you come up to them and you begin to point out the faults that's in their lives, they're immediately going to begin to look at the faults in your life. We need to be careful. That's a free message for you. It doesn't have anything to do with this. But the inner part. So Paul prays that we receive what? We receive the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. From his mighty riches. What is his mighty riches? He created everything. What do you mean, what's his mighty riches? He created so many universes, we haven't even got to the last one that he created. We can't see it. Because that's how great he is. 
But Paul's praying that that's who we, that's what we have, is that we will go to him for our resources. The ones that, the one that owns everything, the one that created everything. We go to him, not ourselves. And then he says, may his, his riches, he may strengthen you with power through the Spirit. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is now living in us. Come on, somebody. Let's say that again. The power that raised Jesus Christ from the grave is now in us. So we are now alive because of Jesus Christ living in us. But not only that, but can you grab a hold of us? We have the power and the strength to say no to Satan. So in other words, that thing that he's been tempting you with for all these years, we're no longer subjects to that. We have the power and the authority to say no more. No more. No more am I going to live this defeated life because of this that you keep bringing up in my life. Oh, wait a minute. I just thought about this. The past that Satan keeps bringing up you remember whenever you did this? You can't do that now. Right? The task that God has before you, you can't do it. You used to do all this stuff. Age of 13, I started with smokeless tobacco. I didn't stop until I was 20 years of age. John, you can't do that. You can't witness to this people. Remember what you used to do? Yeah, but see, I have the authority and the power to tell you no. What happened back here has been taken care of through the blood of Jesus Christ. I live in front of him and with him in me, right? The power, the one that lived 33 and a half years on this world, sinless, lives in you. Man, that gives you even more, right? Man, this is great stuff. Come on, pastor, keep on going. Well, then we have to get into what are we going to deal with and what are we dwelled with. Whenever we do that, it talks about the love. Oh, my goodness. So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, I pray that you, being rooted and established in what? In love. We're rooted and established in love. Now, it's not the love that the world knows, but this is the love that Jesus Christ has for us, that he had for us before he created us, knowing that we were going to turn our backs from him, knowing how bad we were going to be, right? Come on. 
Y'all weren't as excited as I am. Something's wrong. <laughs> Noah. Right? Before the flood, Scripture says that every thought of man was evil. Every thought. Wow. Whew. That says that without Jesus Christ in us, that there's nothing good that we can do or that we can think of. Every thought. But even to us, that every thought that we have, he loved us so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross so that we could be saved by his blood. But then he tells us, he says that he is establishing us. He's rooting us in this love. He's rooting us in this love so that we don't sway to and fro because of any other doctrine that's about to come about or any other thing that might draw us away from God. I went to a movie last night. Shame on me, right? Nazarene going to a movie. It was a, well, it was based off of a, off of a Bible, Redeeming Love. And it starts off with this and it says, Not everything that glitters is good. Satan's really good at making things look good, isn't he? Man, all this stuff looks good, but if we're not rooted, we're going to go, oh man, that looks really good. I'm going over here. No. If we're rooted in Christ, if we understand and we know his word and we know him, we're rooted in Christ. It goes down deep so that we have strength. A tree is only as strong as its taproot is deep. Our life is only as strong as our taproot is deep. We've got to go deep. We can't be shallow Christians. We need to go deep. Then it says, together with all the Lord's holy people. There again, all of the holy people. Oh my goodness, there's a song that's out there nowadays that just, every time I hear it on the, on the uh, praise and worship songs and stuff, every time I hear it, I cringe. It says, you know, you can take, the ch- you, you know, you can take me out of the church, but you can't take the church out of me. Can I let you know that if you're away from the church far enough and long enough, that you'll forget all about the church. And you'll forget all about God. And all about the things that He has for you. I'm going to run back over here. Because whenever you get here, wait a minute. Because whenever you get here, it's already started separating. We got stirred up again. Nice and thick and rich, right? If we get out of the way of the Holy Spirit, if we get out of the Holy Spirit, out of the church, if we quit studying God's Word, we will begin to ignore the calling of the Holy Spirit on our lives. And we'll begin to separate, we'll begin to look like we used to look. 
We'll begin to do the things that we used to do. Because we're no longer allowing the Holy Spirit to live in us and through us. And we're no longer allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and to direct our paths. Because we've stepped out on our own. He goes on and he says that we would grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that passes knowledge or surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Mm -hmm. It's ongoing. It's ongoing. We continually grow and mature in Christ throughout our lives. think it's interesting that we can go back and we can look at chapter 2 of Daniel whenever Daniel is interpreting the dream that he gave to Nebuchadnezzar about the statue and about the kingdoms that was there he says in there that there's a rock that will be cut from a mountainside not by a hand that would come down and hit the feet of the statue and destroy the statue. And then it would grow to fill the valley. <laughs> Did you get it? Grow to fill the valley. As in the church is going to grow and grow and grow and grow. That at one point in time the church will be the only thing here on this earth whenever Jesus Christ comes, Right? Only the righteous will be here. And we will cover the face of the earth. Or we could look at it and see that it is the church. The body of Christ will continue to grow. Because of what Christ has done. From generation to generation to generation to generation. That is passed down from each and every one of us. We look at this and we see these words that the knowledge gives us the understanding that we must continue to learn about God. It doesn't mean that we need to have love and not knowledge. We have to have love and knowledge. The love actually passes up knowledge. So it's more important to love than it is to have knowledge, but you have to have knowledge. Hopefully I explain that to you. Paul's praying this. I, I want to take a step back. Paul is praying that we would be filled with the strength and the power of the Spirit of God. That you and I, the, the church, that we're not just believers of Christ, 
but we're actually doers of Christ. That we actually have allowed the Holy Spirit to partake us. There's only five times in Scripture that Paul actually says Christ in us. And all the rest of the time it says us in Christ. But whenever we go back, and remember I talked to you about whenever Jesus was with the disciples the last time and John whenever they were there on the seashore and they were eating the fish. And about how Jesus was showing them that these, the fish that I have here, are the ones that are already saved. And then he sent them to go get the other fish, and that's the fish that's going to be saved. And they put them both on the fire, and they begin to eat them. We have to partake of one another. We have to allow one another to actually partake of us. To truly be the body of Christ. We can't just simply sit there. We have to give of ourselves, and we have to take and we have to give and take and give and take. Then we become the body of Christ. Not an individual part of the body of Christ, but the whole body of Christ. As we're all connected together. And he says, the measure, the fullness Come on. I want you to step into this with me. Because this means I don't get a little bit of him. I get all. Right? I'm, I'm going to step over into this bucket. I get all of him. Right? And he gets all of me. So that we are now one. Woo! That's what Paul's praying for. Paul's praying that each and every one of us get this. We get all of God as he gets all of us. Ooh, man. <laughs> oh, golly. And then he goes in and he ties it into the church. I want you to see this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and forever. Amen, amen, amen. We get all of this. Some of you might be sitting there or watching there online saying, I'm too bad. He can't do that. We might be thinking that there's things in our lives that, God, it's just not going to work. immeasurably more than what we can think of. But this, we also look and we can see this is talking about that we can ask that he'll give us 
More than what we can think and more than what we can ask for, more than what we can imagine. The sin that we're hanging on to because we don't think he can save us for it. He says, oh, no, come on now. I've seen a whole lot worse than that. I've saved a whole lot worse than that. I died for a whole lot worse than that. died for us. Mm. The stirring of the Holy Spirit for the church. So that we as individuals, but so that we as a church, as we connect together, as we grow together, that we glorify God in all that we do. He'll give us more than we can ever imagine. More than we could ever think or ask. I don't know about y'all. Well, I know. I know. Y'all don't know. This church is going to be debt free in September. Debt free. Not going to owe a thing on this property that we have. $1.97 million worth of property that we're going to owe nothing on. Praise God, right? I'm already thinking of breaking out the back door back here and building a patio. Anybody with me? I want to have a picnic gazebo so we can have people from the community come in and sit down there and ride around on skateboards, bicycles, barbecue. What, not ride around on barbecue, but have barbecues. I'm already looking for this. We ask that God gives us these things. He'll give us more than we can imagine. He'll do more in our lives than we can ever ask for or ever imagine. All we have to do is receive the power of the Holy Spirit that Paul's praying for. Woo! Amen. Now we're going to stand and we're going to pray that everybody in here receives that Holy Spirit. Come on, Chris. Let's play something, man. Woo! Man, this is, nothing, this is no joke. We, Paul's prayed for the power. All we have to do is receive it. All we have to do to receive it is to do what? God, give it to me. And he's going to give it to you. Whew. Every head bow, every knee close. Or every knee close. Every head bow, every eye close. Please come and be on your knees if you want to receive the Holy Spirit. The power and the strength of the Holy Spirit of God this morning. Nobody's moving. <laughs> you can get more. I was just fixing to go there. Maybe, maybe you've been away for a little too long and, and it's beginning to separate. And you want to step back and you want to say, look, 
God, I know there's things that I've done that I shouldn't have done. I need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit this morning. I'll stir the cup for you one more time. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray right now, God, that each person that is here, dear Lord, God, those that have made their way, dear Lord, to the altar, that are standing before you, that are kneeling before you, saying, God, I want all of you, and I want you to have all of me. God, I pray, dear Lord, that they would feel your touch right now. God, I pray, dear Lord, that they would feel the anointing of your Holy Spirit as it falls upon them afresh and anew this morning. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your moving, dear Lord, in this message right now, in this service. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, God, we pray this. And God, we pray this knowing that you have heard, knowing that you have answered our prayers. God, that as we ask for your Spirit to fill us and to move and to guide us, God, I pray, dear Lord, that not only we let it fill us, God, but we let it move and change everything within our lives. God, we want to be totally remodeled. The inner person to be brand new today because of you. In Jesus' name.